think you know the Russell name, but Russell knows St. Louis. Whether it's building luxury hotels in Clayton and downtown St. Louis, coffee shops in South County, or retail tire service centers based in the St. Louis Metro, we have done and built it all. Russell is a fully integrated commercial construction and development company operating out of St. Louis, Kansas City, and the Quad Cities. From built-to-suit industrial facilities to cutting-edge hotels and anything in between, we are redefining what it means to build with purpose. Let's build something together. Learn more at russellco.com. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Build St. Louis, the podcast that's capturing and sharing the very heart of construction and development. I'm your host, Carrie Smith, and with us today are two innovative people-centric professionals who are going to share the strategies that they're using for recruiting and retaining the very best people, the very best workers. First of all, Matt Stack is president of Russell's St. Louis office. He has two decades of real estate industry executive leadership experience experience, plus project management and business development expertise. And in his role as St. Louis office president of Russell, Matt develops the growth strategy for the office. He holds a Juris Doctor from St. Louis University. And Jill Niebuhr is Russell's Talent Acquisition Manager. She has more than 30 years of human resource experience in the public and private sectors. And for the past 11 years, Jill has played a pivotal role in leading Russell's growth from 70 team members to a staff of more than 275 people today. Matt and Jill, it's so great to have you on Build St. Louis. Welcome. Thank you for having us. We're excited. We're excited for sure. Oh, sure. Jill, welcome to you as well. Thanks, Carrie. We're very happy to be here. Appreciate it. Oh, you bet. There's definitely a part of me. I don't know about you, Jill, but I wish that I had the over the ear headphones and a big microphone and was more of a professional podcaster to feel right in line with Carrie. Oh, God love you, Matt. Well, I'm drawing upon my old reference here, my 1986 University of Wisconsin Eau Claire broadcast degree, which we didn't even have digital. Of course, we were on videotapes. Very cool. We have to take what we learned from however far back it was. Well, I wonder if you guys could start just for a moment. I'm mentioning your bios, but I didn't really say much about Russell Co. And if you could talk about Russell as a company and share who you are and what space you are in the construction industry, that would be great. Yeah, sure. I'll start. And Jill, if you want to add anything, but Russell as an organization was founded by Jim Russell in the early 1980s. So we're celebrating our 40th anniversary now, born out of dream, a truck and just Jim and has grown that from just the one employee. I think he hired his mom after that. He's hired other folks that has now ballooned into about 280 total employees. We are headquartered in Davenport, Iowa, in the Quad Cities. However, we've got a St. Louis office and a Kansas City office. And so our presence here in St. Louis really came out of an acquisition merger with a firm here in St. Louis that was HBD. HBD had a hundred plus year history in St. Louis. The 30 plus people that work in St. Louis now for Russell are St. Louisans. We're the neighbors to you wherever you're located. We are currently officing in downtown Clayton. So we are a St. Louis born and bred kind of group of people, but we all work together with the Davenport and the Kansas City office. We've got a pretty diverse group of professionals and handle a wide range of general contracts contracting and development projects. Sometimes it's easier to say the kind of thing that we might not be good at, which would be building a bridge or some heavy civil along the side of an interstate. But if it's a retail building, if it's multifamily, it's, it's hospitality, if it's government, if it's industrial, if it's office,
office, those general items, we are certainly well capable and have a pretty deep experience in all of the offices. I think the one kind of cool thing that we do is between the three offices, we do follow a path, which is one Russell. And so one Russell doesn't matter which office creates a project, who procures a client, who's responsible for the estimating, the pre-con, who is actually executing on the project. It's all about who is our best team members to provide the best client experience and excellence that we can. So we are one large 280-person team. We are a St. Louis organization here in the office there. Jill is sitting in Davenport and we've got team members in Kansas City as well. That's awesome. Thanks for that introduction. And I think we'll dive right into our topic and we'll learn more about how relevant what you just shared, Matt, is to the goal of recruiting and finding and keeping the very best people. You know, I saw a statistic from the National Center for Construction Education and Research the other day, and it said that 80% of construction firms are still reporting difficulty finding qualified workers and that it's that that issue and that challenge is causing project delays for some firms firms, increased costs for others. And I'm just wondering, Matt and Jill, if that shortage of qualified workers in construction continues to be sort of an industry-wide, even nationwide epidemic or problem. What's your sense from Russell's vantage point? Yeah, we're not alone in having to wade through those waters. And it's not a new problem by any means. This is not a St. Louis or a Kansas City or a Davenport or a region or specific niche within the industry. It's the across the board. And like I said, it's not a new problem. I think it started as in the 80s and 90s as baby boomers were building more. And it started creating a gap between the demand that was there for skilled workers and construction workers and the supply that was there that continued through the early 2000s. And as that kind of aging workforce started to move on, that continued to stay in play. Of course, there was some recession that we occurred in the early 2000s, the 08, 09 type time of recession, and projects are put on hold or are lost at those times. So Skilled workers and construction workers were ultimately looking to different industries at that time. Like any recession, you rebound and you bounce back out of that in the 2010s and, and early 20s. And we've been on certainly a boom cycle for construction for the last several years. And we've experienced that boom, but it has not been at the same time that the construction industry supply has grown. And so that has continued to make what was a problem that has existed for two or three decades continue to have more and more emphasis on it. I know that the AGC and other trade organizations are doing everything they can to close this gap and trying to make construction cool for younger folks as they're coming out. And I do think that the technology that is coming up with construction now is making it cool for younger folks as they're going into engineering degrees. The greatest challenge is maybe a little less in the office environment where you still have have four-year degreed engineers that are interested in the construction industry as a professional. But the true, the, the skilled workers, those that are in the labor force, in the field, the general contractors, those jobs are still hard to fill. There's always openings for those skilled workers. The good news there is the perception of what maybe that was a lower paying job some years ago has gone away. There is certainly a very nice living to be made as a plumber, as an equipment operator, as an electrician, as a carpenter, any of the trades are very lucrative from that perspective. And
and allow for a great career path. And so that will continue to stay, I think, one of our challenges here in St. Louis, across our organization and for the entire construction industry. Exactly. No, very well laid out and presented. So Jill, as Russell's talent acquisition manager, what, and I'm going to ask you guys to share some of your trade secrets as you'd be willing to for others to learn as far as finding great people and keeping them. But what would you say, Jill, are some of maybe on a higher level, Russell's philosophy with regard to finding and keeping qualified candidates? What do you do right in terms of maybe we should take the recruiting piece first? Sure. We are very fortunate to be able to build on the foundation that Jim Russell started. It's easy to recruit when you believe in your organization and what you're selling. I would say that our secret sauce is really connecting to our candidates, taking the time to listen to their needs, to their career aspirations, and determine if it's the right time for them to come into this role. It's easy to sell Russell because people talk about culture and every company is talking about how great their culture is, you know, come join our team. The most refreshing thing that I hear as a recruiter is those individuals six months, a year down the line will come to me and say, you know, I was skeptical that it was a sales pitch, but it's really not. Russell really walks the walk when it comes to culture. As far as our secret sauce, we believe in onboarding and it's not just giving you your equipment, you know, assigning you with your project team. It is truly, you have two dedicated professionals that have been specially trained to be onboarders. Those individuals are with you throughout your first year of employment. They're checking in with you, taking you to coffee, taking you to lunch, making sure that you have the resources you need, that you have the connections you need. We're very planful and mindful about onboarding our employees. I think that makes you know a huge difference when it comes to our retention rate. We're fortunate that we're in the 90% and it makes a difference in the long run. Well, I would say I'm really impressed by the fact that you have for the first year, you said that you have sort of almost like a mentor or an onboarding, as you said, specialist that literally has regular contact like on a daily or weekly basis for the whole year. Correct. They do periodic check-ins. Obviously, there's a pair of them assigned to each employee. We have a committee of onboarders and they check in with them on a regular basis, whether it's, you know, a weekend, two weeks in, 30 days in, they have assigned increments that they're planful about touching base, but they're also available to help those individuals. And it helps because I want to speak to someone who's doing what I'm doing. It's not just HR, if you will. Sometimes people are apprehensive to come to HR, but at Russell, we want to make sure that they're paired with their peers so that they can ask questions that help them get up to speed quicker and can help solve their problems. That seems so smart. And I have to ask the COVID 2020 question, but how did that all work for you all when everything got turned on its ear with the spring of 2020? Did you have sort of have to quickly reinvent how those peers made contact with each other and even how they were onboarded? How did that change or not change for you guys? Yeah, we absolutely did have to adapt. We've been fortunate in the fact that we've always had the technology to be a hybrid employer. We work wherever it works for us. Jim's philosophy has always been, I hire professionals, I treat people like adults, I expect them to behave like adults, and it works. 
And one of the things that we had to do was connect virtually, but also construction is not stopping during COVID because we were deemed essential. And we're all very grateful for that. And we, our onboarders would still have an opportunity to visit people at the job site, you know, to connect in a safe distance, obviously following all of our COVID protocols at the time, but a lot more virtual meetings. And we were all very happy when it was time to open the office again. We worked from home for three months as offices. And then Jim opened the office and said, we need the synergy, the collaboration that is Russell. And once we did that, it was pretty amazing how people flocked back to the office. Oh, that's great. I'm looking at your growth rate. And I know we mentioned it in the intro and you, Matt, you shared as well, but over like a 10-year period, roughly, gosh, like over 300% or triple the size of the workforce. How does a company especially in construction, like you said, which is such a dynamic industry to begin with, between the office and the field, how do you, either of you take a crack at this answer is would be wonderful, but how do you tackle growing at a sustainable pace? What's Russell's strategy, I guess, in terms of having enough workforce, as we mentioned, but not growing exponentially to a point where it's not manageable? Well, I, I'll start and Jill, you can definitely add if you wish. I think that one of the things that was a big recruiting tool for me in particular is sort of an answer to your question, Carrie, in that Russell's philosophy is not to invest in people and technology growth after the work is there, but rather it is proactive. It is when there is talent available or talent that we can obtain, then we will invest in that. We want to then invest in our people that we have today and retain them, grow them, make them more qualified so that we are on the front side of when the opportunity does become available to us. And quite frankly, the end result is the opportunity becomes Comes a result of growing our people. And so we are, in turn, I think, increasing our own capacity while having more work to be done. That makes sense because I would think you can't wait till you land a big job. That's not the time to be finding people, right? It doesn't fit with your philosophy of how you onboard them. Not at the rate that we want to grow. Absolutely. Jill, did you have anything you wanted to add to that? If not, no, it's I okay. Think, <laughs> I think that hit it spot on. Great. Great. I know you mentioned your retention rate of over, did you say over 90%? That seems incredibly impressive. And in terms of the industry that you're in, are there other, we talked a little bit about recruiting on the retention side, any sort of ingredients to that a recipe for success that you would want to be able to share? It seems to me there's definitely a lot of crossover between the same attributes that help recruit someone that would ultimately help retain them. We are very serious about our core values. And ultimately, I feel a great responsibility for living our core values. And when it comes to core values, if there's something that's just on a wall or they're on a plaque and you're not living and breathing them, then they are core values in the sense of you've checked a box. But if your core values are something that you're actually living and breathing, then then you're hiring according to your core values. You're firing according to your core values. You're promoting according to your core values and you're investing in your people and according to core values. And I think when you have folks that kind of all buy into that same philosophy, they of course do see when that is occurring. If someone is a lower performer or someone is not fitting with culture or someone is otherwise not living and breathing those core values,
values and they're staying, then that tells those folks something about whether you do prioritize the core values. So we certainly do prioritize core values. And that in turn makes people want to get better, want to grow. It certainly is part of our retention. Outside of that, we have competitive compensation in the construction industry. You certainly have seen in the last couple of years, some folks moving around because of the opportunity to increase their comp. So you have to have that. You've got to be able to provide career development opportunities. One of those core values that I was mentioning was just appreciating people. And so in doing so, recognizing people in the field for great work, recognizing what we're doing to maintain a safety record that we have, recognizing new employees, recognizing anniversaries, great contributions to excellent work performance. Those are all important. The work-life balance is super important. We do have a unlimited PTO policy at Russell, and that does dovetail with what Jill mentioned earlier well, which is we are responsible professional adults. We are driven by excellent results. We can accomplish that, whether it's sitting in the office as I am today, sitting in a job trailer, needing to do it from the road. But if you've got a six, six-year-old and you need to tag team with your spouse on how you're taking care of them and you're going to do some work from home, there's not someone who is pressuring. There's not someone who's looking over a shoulder. There's not someone who's doing that. So I think a combination of those things that really another big light got shined on once you, know, you had your COVID experience and your work from home and your hybrid scenarios. I mean, there may be, I may have touched on only five or six of them that are important, but there are several others that help retain talent for sure. Great. I feel like if you, I work from home, I feel like if you love what you do and like you said, you're proud of your brand and your company and your people, you're going to get the work done. But it's just great to Great to hear about how healthy your culture is to kind of holistically support your workers. That's awesome. It almost goes one step further. I've had people ask me, what is your work from home policy? That was not a question that someone asked, you know, three or four years ago. And the policy maybe sounds like they're expecting, well, two days on, three days off or however that is. Our work from home policy is essentially, and my words are, I want you to be in the office. I want to be in the office. So it's a work from office policy, but you have all the flexibility that you possibly could need. If it's because of vacation, if it's because of sick children, if it's because you need a day off for mental health, whatever it is, you've got all of that flexibility. But at the I end of the day, you don't you, create culture unless you're together. Yeah, exactly. The collaboration element of it. I love how you flip that into a work from office policy versus work from home or just that perspective and that line of thinking is true. And I think people want to collaborate. I think we reached that where, hey, it was cool to be in a silo for a while there and be healthy and be wherever we were. But now I think it's neat to see people wanting to come back together and realizing that ingredient is important. I think you and Jill already answered my last question, but it was kind of your advice to companies listening to this episode, whether they may be in construction, architecture, engineering, real estate or something else about maybe they're still struggling in retaining good people once they've invested in them. And I don't know if there's you've been so transparent, both of you in offering up what you all initiate at your company. But if you can think of anything else that you in terms of counsel that you would offer to employers about how to keep good people. Feel free to close with that. You may have covered it all. No, absolutely, Carrie. Thank you for asking because I think as a talent acquisition person, it's very important for organizations to have recruiters that are dialed in to the importance of the facts of their organization. They don't want to just talk to somebody who's going to set up a phone screen or set up an interview. They want to talk to somebody who actually knows about the organization 
person that can speak intelligently about it. In addition to that, I would just say we need, as recruiters, need to be advocates for our great candidates. When we, we're building a personal relationship, construction is a relationship business. And it's important to keep that at the forefront because, you know, even if the time isn't right for the candidate today, it may be in six months. We have the innovation to be able to see forward and know how quickly our organization is changing and growing and the industry in general. So much, you know, it used to be, I think people used to think that construction is old school. And when truly, when you get into it, you realize it's one of the most cutting edge industries there is out there. Things are improving, changing, growing all the time. But when you make sure that your individuals are aware of how much emphasis your company places on actually appreciating people, appreciating them for their skill sets, who they are as human beings, and what they're actually looking for, that can be a differentiator. So I would really highly encourage people to make sure that, you know, they're really dialing into the person and Mm -hmm. relating with that person on their growth goals and what they're looking for in their career. If I I were jumping off a little bit of that, Jill just kind of wrapped up with was we are a construction industry organization, but if we were a bank or if we were a law firm or we were whatever it was, it's still an organization that's built on people. And so you have to like the people you're working with. You've got to be professional with the people with you're working with. We certainly have fun with the people we're working with. And I think if you have that start from the moment that they first touch their first recruiting, whether that's with Jill or otherwise, and they're feeling a similar sentiment all along from the top down and you get transparent communication and you see the alignment with leadership and you are able to have a voice as an employee and you're doing something that is fulfilling and you're having fun, that's a great recipe for a successful organization. It's a great recipe for successful employees and retaining them. And it doesn't take much to have that then become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I would probably close with kind of keep it simple in that it's about people. Got to prioritize your people. You got to make sure you're recognizing them. Have fun with your people. Have a relationship with your people. And then it may take care of itself from there. That's awesome. And as you were speaking, I was thinking, Matt, because and Jill, you spend as much time with these people as you spend with your family. So it's an incentive to have all those ingredients that you all build into your culture. I'm so glad that you joined us today. We are with Matt Stack, president of Russell's St. Louis office, and with Jill Niebuhr, Russell's talent acquisition manager. And I just, an outsider sort of looking in and receiving your press releases and your messaging, I can see that culture. So kudos to you all for what you've built and continue to build at Russell. We're really glad that you joined us on Build St. Louis today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us, Carrie. From breach of warranty to negligence, the construction attorneys at Sandberg Phoenix are ready to assist you. Sandberg Phoenix's construction team identifies problems and finds solutions before, during, and after the construction process, freeing up your time and providing you peace of mind. Contact Sandberg Phoenix today at sandbergphoenix.com. That's sandbergphoenix.com. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertising.